Hi everyone, my name is Thalia and you're listening to Talks with T. Hi, Lucejo. Hey, what's up, Talia? Well, thank you for accepting my invite for this podcast with me. I'm so excited. Definitely, I'm very excited too. I'm excited yeah. to talk with you and keep up with everything. I know. So, yeah, I would like to. I would like you to introduce yourself to my audience, to our audience, or to our listeners. So, please, the stage is yours. Yes. Of course, definitely. So, my name is Lisa Kholahari. I am from South Africa, currently based in the United States. I am a woman of many trades. I am a hotelier. Well, former hotelier. Uh, I'm an entertainment journalist. I interview artists, write about them, host shows. I have my own magazine company. I have my own entertainment production company. I have a brand new business going to food production. But uh, mainly I focus on entertainment. So, yeah. So, I guess <laughs> we're more interested in the digital media influencer, all these cool things. <laughs> it, it is. It is. I won't lie. It is. I won't lie. With the COVID, everything has definitely slowed down um, so much. I used to be busy. I mean, you also know when you we you were here with me in the States, I was always busy, always out. I was a busy body. I was I social media butterfly. I could never stay put. I was always tired. I couldn't keep up at times, you know. So, yeah, very busy person. <laughs> All right, before we get into um, your career and what you actually do, I want our audience to know how we actually met, like how I was able to like, you know, grab someone's, grab your attention, you know, because obviously there's always a background, a background story. So yeah, yeah. tell us. So you and I, we met um, through um, Marriott. We both used to work at a hotel. Yeah. At a hotel. And we were both interns there, which is funny because we all had good careers at our, in our own home countries outside of um, America. But we came here to come and learn about how things are done in the United States, outside of our own countries. And I can't remember the first day we met. But all I know is that, all I know is that you, when you guys came, I was like, that's a group of very good looking interns. My group was just, okay, but damn it. When you all arrived, I was like, ah, I, how is that possible? The very first time I saw you was like, oh my God. This girl, she's like so tall, she's so confident. And all the guys were like talking about you and they were all like looking at your Instagram. I was like, who is this girl? They were all looking at your Instagram. <laughs> I were like, I the guys were so intrigued about you. You like I try I try. I try. I try to not be that girl, you know. <laughs> but hey, what can I say? <laughs> Well, even though all these guys give me so much attention, I am still single to this day. But I can't remember how really honest our friendship started, but I just know when it started, we were the it girls. We were the ones who go out to all these cool parties. We worked when we worked together, we were these naughty kids. Do you remember the first time we actually went out together? I don't even I think you took me to It was downtown. I think it was downtown. We went to Crazy Town. So we went to so um we were in Nashville, Tennessee for some of our um if people are wondering where where we met, it's Nashville, Tennessee in the United States. It was downtown Nashville downtown. It I remember it was um Crazy Town. Oh, okay. And 
Yes, it was Crazy Town. It was me. It was Lorraine, uh-huh. one of our other friends. Yeah. And then it was um, two. And I remember, I was like, are these interns that just arrived and they're spending their money so much, they have no idea what's to come. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That was so true. We just, like, spend money on drinking, on, like, going <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. And- yeah, it was fun, and, it was, and I remember at one point, all the interns were dren- dancing with hot guys, and all the other guy interns were just now watching us because they looked like kids, <laughs> and we looked older. Yeah, I know. Those were fun times, all fun and games. They were so fun. That I used to love downtown, but now you it's still, another story. You, you still go out, like do the same thing with like terrier. Um, Yes, I still got out with Terrier and then, but now obviously with COVID and the restrictions, obviously yeah, we we go to there's limited capacity, but it's more dinners. Like we go out for dinners, and we go to lounges now just because you have to stay seated, you have to wear yeah. a mask, you can't do much, and it's boring. So most of the time, what we do now is just host dinners here at our party, invite our friends, have play our own music and cook. But yeah, like last night we went out for dinner. It was for some social. Um, cocktail party where all entrepreneurs were chilling together, and that was nice. It was really nice. Oh, sorry, or um, a post. I think it's from from what's her name? I forgot. Syria? No. Oh my god! You? So bad. You? Q? Yes, you. She's gonna Q. hate. Me. <laughs> She's gonna hate me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, so, okay. yeah, I guess we just started going out and we headed off by, like, you taking me to these bars, you know, and that. Oh, yes. I I was the queen of knowing where to go, when to go. I was that person. I know, you were. <laughs> I, I had so much fun there because of you. I mean. I mean, I, and it all came with, also me, because I, I think when you guys came, this it was, Oh, it was, it was towards the end of my internship. So I had had all this time to build up these connections and learn these cool places to go to. And plus I was already working with the music group. So also with going, with working with the music group, I would get to go to these cool places and get to take my girlfriends and all and so forth. So yeah, I was that girl. (laughs) I know. So anyway, I'm so curious. How did you get into your career now? Like what? How did it start? Like, what kind of connections did you make in order for you to do whatever you're doing now? Or right after? So I had, yeah, yeah. So because I was already aware of how to, I had already learned how to make connections because I worked in radio in South Africa. Oh, okay. So I had already known how to go up, when you go out in a social space, how to put yourself out there and build relationships. So, um... I remember, so the first, I first started with Instagram. So I was, I'm I'm a person who's always looking for nice places to go to and like things, you know. Mm -hmm. So you know how Instagram sends you ads based off of what you like. Right. And what you tag on your profile and so forth. So at the time, oh, sorry, my jaw hurts, hurts. My jaw has been hurting for the past couple of days. But yeah, um... So Far Sounds is a listening 
music, private music listening um, company. They host secret concerts with secret artists all over the world. So the ad popped up on my page and they had really great graphics. I was like, oh, this looks really nice. This is like something I might want to do. So I went to their page and I saw what they did. And I just, I DM'd the account. I said, hey, I am um, an entertainment journalist from South Africa. I would love to come and write about you. So I also had a blog. I created this blog so that I could, so that my friends and the people who started um, following me in entertainment could know what I was up to here in America. So fine. I said, hey, can I come watch a show and write about you guys? And um, the guy who was currently running, I said, yeah, sure. Come over. The, this, the next show is on this stage at this venue and so forth. And at the time, I had already made a friend also with a photographer friend. And I had a crush on him oh, at the time. Okay. This cute guy. <laughs> it was a very good guy, tall, handsome, American guy. Oh, he was absolutely gorgeous. But anyway, we went to the show, watched the show, took some snaps. And so there were these shows that have like three artists play and there'd be breaks in between. And in between the breaks, I met the guy who runs it. Yeah. We started conversing, having these great conversations and me being a social butterfly, talking to all the artists, taking photos with them. And their uh, photographer also started taking photos of me because I was this, you know, cool person at this event. And um, after that, the, ne the next day, the next day he emails me. He says, hey, thank you so much for coming. Um, would you like to join our team? What? We would love for you to join us. We love your personality and it would be nice to have someone like that on the team. And I was like, yeah, sure. Without wasting time, like two, yeah, three exactly. minutes later, he me a contract, an ambassador contract. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So cool. I signed it. Because it's so, it's so, signed so harsh. It. Is it, what, what? So far, sounds. So far, it's cool. so far, that in London sound. too. Yes, yeah. so it's everywhere. It's it's in, it's in over five hundred countries in the world and still growing. That's how big the company is. And yeah, that's how my story started. And through that, that's when I started meeting more artists, um, meeting people in the music business. Because also now I'm here. I am this foreign girl posting these cool shows on her Instagram stories, on her Twitter. Yeah. On my Facebook, I'm going live. And the, from there, I started attracting all these people, you know. It's how it starts. And it also, these big people in music and entertainment, they also come to these shows right. and be normal people. Especially you know? in Nashville. So that's in Nashville. In Nashville. And Nashville is Music City. So if, so if you don't know, music Nashville is Music City. It's the hub of songwriting. And we're all artists from around the country and the world come and try and I, make I it and make it. I haven't and... started your own music career. <laughs> you, 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 I'm not a singer though. I'm not a singer. <laughs> so many people who are in love with music and you just, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for your album. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But he, you know, I'm not a musician though. I, I am just, I am the MC. You should be saying, yeah, I'm the MC. You should be saying, I'm a presenter. So you should be saying, I'm, really, I'm waiting for you to present the Grammys uh -huh. or the Music Awards or the Billboard Music Awards, you know? Yeah, that's true, I get. Yeah. But you're still so lucky. You get to be around these people who are like so, you know. I mean, I love music. I love listening to music. 
and I'm not surprised why you're in this industry or in this kind of yeah it's a very fun industry it's a very fun industry the people are interesting and you know you judge these some of these people because you should you see them on tv you see them on social media and you think they're these um untouchable and unreachable things people i mean not things <laughs> ritual people but then when you actually meet them you're like wow they're actually very nice humble people and i think that's the whole idea what the concept of the company is to to bridge the gap you know between the artist and the audience member so yeah so who have you met that's like really popular or famous that we know most of our audience know i think miley cyrus's brother oh he has a brother i mean them right now she has a brother yeah she has a brother brother wow she has a brother that sings and I met him and I didn't know that they were brothers. So when I met him, like he introduced himself um, as a Cyrus. So it didn't click to me that, hey, this is Miley Cyrus's brother. And then, um, so and there's another thing with me, when I'm at, when I'm working, doing my job, interviewing an artist or um, in a social space where it's full of these cool people, I'm very nonchalant to who is who because I understand. Yeah, I'm and I'm never starstruck because I also remember that I'm also a real person, yeah, you yeah. know. So I I just look at them as normal people. So here I am, I'm chatting, I'm talking, blazy blazy blah. We are cool, we're buddies. What what we're talking about? He was when I met him, he was about to get married. He was engaged, so we were talking about the wedding and joking around. I was saying, hey, invite me to your wedding. I would love to come to your wedding. And oh, later. <laughs> <laughs> and later the people, yeah, so later the people, the people I'm working with, they're like, yo, do you know who that is? I'm like, yeah, he's going to play for us. They're like, no, that's my Sarah's brother. And I was like, shut up, he's not. They were like, we are not kidding. That is Miley Sarah's brother. I, I like, bet he just really? lived around the corner. Uh, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know. It's my Cyrus's brother. And then there's a lot of other local artists that people aren't aware of. There's so many famous local artists in Nashville and in the United States, you know. In the and they they are and also they themselves they are not aware of how famous they are outside of the country. So they just they just think like, oh, I'm just another musician that's cool, fun. Yeah. But they have no idea how big they are. Yeah, there's such a big competition there in Nashville. You know, everyone knows how to sing there. That is true. Everyone knows how to sing. Everyone knows how to write. It's just, I guess, it's all about being at the right time, at the right place, at the right time. And yeah, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. You just know it. So, is this is this what you want to do for in a long in the long run, like long term? In the in the long run, so I've prepared for myself in the long run. That's why I, I have the. Um, entertainment production company it produces a lot of stuff um a lot of stuff through me and it also um contracts me as a contractor to do these cool gigs and so forth so that is a backup plan but for now i do want to be in i'm still trying to get into radio in nashville i saw that on your story earlier before we started Oh yes, I'm very excited. I, I have a radio interview. Um, I'm going to be on radio on Sunday. <laughs> I'm like a, 
I'm going to be on the national radio. I guess they're going to be um, getting to know me and what I do, you know. And um, thank you, thank you. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the right person And Marriott, you like, you know, being interviewed by a radio station in Nashville. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's sickening. It is sickening. I'm like, am I that person? <laughs> I can call a good calls and be like, hey, Mr. Ho, can you come for an interview on radar? And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, and I mean, I'm cool. Look, I'm I'm being interviewed by you as well. You know, so yeah, I guess I'm a cool person. What inspired <laughs> you to actually choose this path? I mean, you know, this path uh, as yeah, the my, the chosen path I chose was to be a presenter, but it opened so much sure. avenues. Yeah. You know. Yes, but I I remember I was at home. So in South Africa, because our entertainment industry was still developing at the at the time, it was still at its peak of development. So there were a lot of shows doing audition, looking for people to to come and present their shows, and I was not as confident. Honestly, I I, I grew into my confidence, but. I would see these people on TV and how they present and how confident and how fun and how fun it was what they were doing and how happy they were. And I was like, I want to be the person. I want to be able to go into a room and my presence exactly. be felt because I was a very shy person. I was a very shy, shy child. Um, I, I didn't know how to get out of my own bubble. And also, I would look into acting and be like, when you're acting, you get to be someone else. So that's how I always viewed it, is that when I am presenting, I this persona comes up and this other person, I'm this confident girl who knows what she's doing. So I, I, I do it every time. I, it's like I go into the, I become this other person, another side of me comes out. So, and, and then there's also this other girl, it's called, her name is Bonang Mateba. So she's a presenter, she's a big presenter. She's built a beautiful career uh -huh. for herself as a presenter, as a host and our businesswoman, you know? So I, I look up to her a lot and I was like, I want to be that girl. I want to present like her. People tell me I have a nice voice. People tell me I look nice. I just want to do all these cool things, you know? So what, so what helped you to not be shy anymore to you know to be as this confident as you are now like the other day i just saw you posting this story i was like i wish i had that confidence let's say oh i know <laughs> yes wondering i posted myself first thing um rejection. Oh, rejection a lot of rejection so you and also i do not have support my parents at the time were very not supportive what of the part of entertainment because they grew up knowing that hey if you want to succeed in life be a doctor be an accountant be something and here i am their black child in south africa that is still recovering from segregation and a lack of opportunities for black young kids she and she wants to waste her time being on tv being a star so that so that's what, that was the first so this was the first this was the first thing that motivated me that my parents didn't believe in me I was like oh you don't believe in me I'm gonna show you that I can do this started going to auditions on my and that's another thing I used to go to auditions on my own so I go to auditions I wouldn't know what I'm doing I wouldn't be prepared and I'd see these other kids and not just kids also other young adults and teenagers and so forth 
go there to these auditions and they would have so much yeah, support. Funny. And I won't like I would feel it would hurt. So I'd be like, why are my parents kind of my parents may not support me with all the things that I want to do? And go to audition confidently, not knowing what I'm doing, get rejected. Sorry, babe, it's not your time. Over and over and over again. And that built my confidence. Just knowing that people did not believe in me, that built my confidence, my confidence so much because, and, and also, and because I, I told myself, I'm like, well, at the time I did not understand it, but somehow inside I was like, if no one's going to support me, I'm going to support myself. I'm going to be my number one fan. I'm going to like myself so much that other people want to know how I do it and want to be around me. So yeah, I became that person for myself. I showed up for myself every time. And I still do to this Do you think day. that if your parents supported you from the very beginning, you would have had the confidence that you needed at start? Yes. And I believe I would have soared in my career faster right. than where I am right now. Because right now, it's going at a very steady pace. But I feel like it would have been faster. But at the same time, you know what they say, everything happens for a reason. If all of that didn't happen, I wouldn't have learned anything that I know today about running a business and my own entertainment production company or anything in entertainment and how to do it. I wouldn't have known how to do those things if all of that didn't happen. So I guess it had to happen. I hate it. I hate it. I didn't want it to happen like that. But hey, it I think happened. for everyone to learn something, sometimes it has to learn the hard way. You know, like not everyone talking about supporting parents it. of, you know, yeah it, it hurts though it hurts yeah if, if you're a parent and listening to this i would like to encourage you please please support your children even if they are not good at what they're doing it, they can yeah, develop exactly. their skills look at me I'm a i do not know any of that i was not confident whatsoever i had no voice but as i grew and I developed into the woman mm -hmm. i am today I built confidence. I learned the skill. It's a learned skill. And even right now, I won't lie, I'm out of practice because I'm not doing shows yeah, anymore. Exactly. The more shows I do, the more in practice I am. But because I know what I'm, because I, I've learned everything firsthand. So I still remember if I have to do a show or go to an interview, I still know how I must carry myself. I still know what I need to say. I know if I, I were to get a job now, to say, hey, you have to present so forth, it, it will come back so quickly because. I've done it so much and practiced so much, so I know how to do it. So yeah, it's it's a skill that everyone. So you can mentioned do. something earlier about like be, like and not having the same opportunities as others. How did you overcome that? Like what what mindset do you have now that you know that you're so confident that you can do whatever you want to do? I always remember that I am different, okay. and each person is different, and. Also, also when I'm when I want when I'm aiming for something and I want to work for them, I do my research. I'm that girl who does her homework yeah. before anything. If I have a show, even if they tell me that it's going to be a freestyling show, I'm going to sit down, learn about whatever I'm about to do, and check what the competition is doing. And what I, I always pick up, there'll, there'll always be one thing that is always done a certain way. And I always try to bring something different, different energy, a different way of doing things. And I also use those opportunities as a 
experiment, experiential opportunity to do something I've never done. So that's, that's the mindset I always put myself. I'm like, okay, prepare. I, I, I go in there as if there's someone who's better right. than me. Because there'll always be someone who can do something better than you. But the biggest thing you can do is go in there and say, yo, there's so much competition. I have to promote my best. This could be the last day I do this. And if I'm going to, it's going to be my last day I do it. I am going to fuck it up. Sorry for the strong language. Right, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's the it, that's my that's my mindset. I'm like prepare, prepare, prepare as if your life depends guess, on it. You know, you can't really be successful if there's nothing with you. You know, because you're not gonna improve. There's no challenges. So about those, yeah. Because yeah, um, what were like your greatest obstacle or like? Because, you know, like, in every workplaces, there's always someone who makes your life miserable. I don't know if it's always like that, if that's, mm -hmm. that's the case all the time. But um, do you have you ever had that? Like, someone who's always, like, against you or, who, or who's pulling you down? And what? Yes. Yes. Yes, of course. Of course. Oh. Of course, it's there. And it's annoying that it's very upsetting that even in 2020, Things like that still happen. One, first, I will say it, the biggest one, it comes from women. That's number one. Women, we have this pull me down syndrome. When another woman starts doing something great, something, we start wanting what they want to do. And I've caught myself doing that. And now that I know how it feels when it happens, I catch myself and be like, whoa, how can I help that next person to be better? But yes, people seeing you do being good at what you're doing. And with obviously with being a popular girl, you attract a lot of attention. A lot of people want to do a lot of people want to be around you. And a lot of people, and then some of those people who try to leech on whatever good thing that you're doing, they will try to find something, one little um loophole and they'll try and use it against you you know and i've experienced that and i think that was the first obstacle having other women and second obstacle is for me was me being a foreigner and being from another country and every time people hear that i'm actually new and i'm still i don't have a, a solid foundation when it comes to entertainment and i'm still trying to build connections people try to use that and not want to help me elevate like I would, for example, I'd meet someone and be like, oh, you work in this industry? Yo, can you help me? Can we yeah. exchange contacts? I want to get into this and so forth. And we'll be like, yeah, yeah, sure, let's exchange contacts. And then after that, they ghost you. And what goes in my mind, I'd be like, dude, I'm not trying to take your job. I'm trying to do what you're doing too. And I want to do it elsewhere. I'm not saying I want to come for your job. Yes, potentially I might take your job. Potentially I might be better at doing what I'm doing than you. But it should be like that. We should be able to help each other. Whatever I become, the biggest thing that you ever meet. And then after that, and then after that, now you are the one who's going to yeah. need my help. So I also I always try to be that person too. To be like, if someone needs help, I try to help them as much as as much as I can, the best way I know how. And I also tell some people sometimes I'd be like, yo, at this there are no opportunities but i can tell you what you can do and where you can knock which doors to knock at you know so there was another obstacle and then another obstacle is being most of the time most of the time being the only black girl in the room 
it's a very, yeah, it's something that I don't talk about, but some, most of the time I will be the only girl doing what, what I'm doing, doing in the room. Doing? Don't want to do, being an entertainment mogul, I guess, being a presenter, understanding music, knowing how to build connections, being a presenter, you know, because there are other girls, black girls who do what I do but they never get to be in the spaces that I right. get to be in. So sometimes there'd be that, there'd be that challenge to be the only black girl to be like, okay, how am I going to fit into all of this? How am I gonna convince the people in the room to listen mm -hmm. to my ideas, to introduce more people right. like me in the same room? How can I best represent other women of color and men, but mostly women, because women, we always get the, the crumbs. We don't get to sit in a big table um, with a big boy. And also with women of color, I don't only mean black girls, Asian. Asians. Yeah. Too, I mean, you know. What do you do yeah. when you're like the only black girl in the room? Like, I've experienced that the only Asian girl in the room. So, how do you like? penetrate the circle like say there's there, there are these girls right talking about the, the work or career yeah. or whatever whatever they're doing yes and their life and they have similar things to talk about because yeah. they understand each other usually at first honestly i'm always quite I, i'll always i'll uh, from the room you you can always you know pick and see that okay this person you can read people's energy like, okay, this is a person's approachable, the person's approachable, and I've done it so many times. And I choose that I will choose the person or the group of people that I want to try and acquaint myself with. And then I'll go introduce myself. And I sit there and listen, and then I listen and observe, engage what's happening around, what's being talked about. And if I have an opinion or a similar experience or to contribute to the conversation, I add it. And from there on, then it builds, and then on, then it makes you more comfortable, and then you're able to try and make yourself fit in. But then the challenge is then trying to make them listen to you and fit into your lifestyle, and sort of understand where you're coming from, you know, and also make you feel accepted, you know. What I noticed about different. like living in the U.S., especially for Asians, I noticed the most. Once you live in the U.S. Sometimes you get like, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but like, you know the word whitewash? Where you kind of turn white. That's true. Yes, yes, that is true. It is so true. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Do I see myself going that way? No, Woo! me, <laughs> you were me. As you can hear, my freaking accent kicks in very quickly. <laughs> and... <laughs> I mean, also, it's for me. I've, I think, because I left home much older, came to the states yeah. when I was twenty three. So by then, I had already established a very solid foundation of that I am an African girl, and the Africanness in me is not going away. And I understand growing up in an African country, I, I came to learn that we. It's cool to be um, proud of mm -hmm. my ethnicity, my culture, because it's different yeah. from everyone. 
And that's what always makes me stand out in the room. I, I speak differently. I have two accents. I have this accent and I have my African Everyone's accent. Hard. I have different experiences. I've, I, I, I eat differently. I, I live differently. And it's boring to be like the other flock. And I, I think I'm also happy that I came to Nashville because well, Nashville is very basic. Basic. It's cow. It's cowboy. 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 Um, shoes and a cowboy hat and a floral dress, a short floral dress with frills. <laughs> so I'm like, hey man, I don't want to do that. It's too boring. What's up? Yeah. So I don't want, I, I actually don't ever want, I don't even want the American accent. I don't ever want to talk like an American. I don't want to ever live like an American. Yes, I will adapt some certain things because it's part of being a human being. When you go to wherever you adapt, there are certain things now that I know how to do and I never knew how to do because just because I live in, in tennis in the United States. But being completely whitewashed, no I can't. Mm -mm. I can't. But I have no way. Yo, my life is too nice for me to be to get my wife. Um, you chose Nashville or you chose Nashville because of the opportunity that opened up or you chose a specific group? I, I chose well, I chose Nashville because because I chose Nashville because of the opportunity that opened up, but I also knew that Nashville was Music City and yeah. I had a plan. So um so before I was offered the opportunity to come to the United States, I was, it was offered to me twice. It was offered to me when I graduated in 20... After I, I finished school in 2016, that was the first time Marriott offered me to come to the United States. I rejected it and I said no. And I knew it as well. I was not ready. I still wanted to pursue um, a career in entertainment. <clears throat> and that is how the radio opportunity came. So had I went, had I left America, I mean South Africa at the time, I wouldn't have gotten the experience I, I, I got working in radio. I wouldn't have known the celebrities that I don't know in South Africa. Who some of them? I wouldn't have been a local celebrity in South Africa if I, I, I left then. So after that, that's when I accepted. So I was given options on cities that I could go to that I wanted okay. to go to. Yes, so I chose Nashville because when I did my research, Nashville was Music City. I was like, okay, so after my internship, actually, I can do something in music. And once I'm there, I can continue this working in music thing. Because when you're in radio, you're basically working in music. Yeah. Music is your Bible. So I was like, yo, this is going to be great. I'm going to meet all these cool artists. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. So, yeah. It worked out. Everything happens for a reason. Every and so it's again, it's all about the right time and the right place. And you also know it instinctually when you are done. Yeah, whether it's mm. the right decision or not, always use your instinct. Mm. So, yeah. um, let's say you're home, right? What would you do to inspire young girls? You know, that are actually like imagining themselves to be in your shoes right now. In my shoes, I would tell them use what you got use your smarts um if you have friends or family who are in the industry be it entertainment or whatever use them ask them to do things you know that's how i think i got to where i was i was i used what i had i used my confidence that i had built up to also i'd always go in a room and introduce myself to people, talk to people. 
I would bring my if smarts to the table, talk, have these intelligent con uh, conversations, fake, and sometimes fake it till you make it. <laughs> I mean, in some industries, you can't fake it till you make it. Sometimes fake it till, till you make it, and you'll it be given the space to sit. It works sometimes yeah. at the right place. At the right time, it works. Do that, girl. And also learn yourself. Learn yourself. I mean, it's it's the most challenging thing ever, but learn yourself. Learn, we know where you were born, know your parents' history. Um, learn about your culture. It, it's very silly things. Like, it's very silly things that people, we overlook. Right. But if you know where you're coming from, you, you are building a solid foundation. Yeah. Like we were talking about whitewashing because I have that solid foundation. I know so much about my culture. I know not to steer away from right. my, my self. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. Get to know yourself. Okay. Build that confidence. When people say you can't do it, say, okay, that's a yes for me. You yeah. know? Um, what else? Yeah. Just be yourself. Yeah. And, 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 Get whatever you want to do. That that's the best thing you can ever do to yourself. You've got nothing to lose. I you know, especially in the, yeah, and especially if you are young. You know, I, I used to thought my cap was twenty five. I thought I had to have it figured out at twenty five. I have to have my house. I have to have my car. I have to have the perfect boyfriend who's going to marry me. You know, until I reached twenty five, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Life it just started. Yeah. I am still a young woman. I mean, I'm 26 yeah. now, and I'm like, Damn it. yeah, yeah, 30 and still and still be single. You know, you'll never know. Yeah, there are so many 30 women who are 30 in their 30s, and they just started peaking in their career. They look great. They feel great. They're doing great. They're happy. You know. So yeah, ha have fun with yourself and have fun, and also don't be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid to be stupid. Yo, the biggest thing that you can ever, the biggest sabotage you can ever do to yourself is not, is to not want to learn and, right. and um, not to ask for help. Mm -hmm. So that would be my advice to girls. That's good. Yourself, use the resources that you have around you, have a little fun and yeah, get to know you, get to know you. So I'm very curious since you've told me about your career, your, you know, the process. Yeah, the process of everything. I'm curious. Yeah. Have you met any guys or like your love life? I'm curious about your love life. I haven't talked to you about your love life in so long. <laughs> and this is going to come up. You know, it's a it's a bombshell. I didn't mention this to you. <laughs> oh, it comes up in everything. In my work. When I do shows, it comes up all the time. Am I seeing someone right yeah. now? Um, I am going on dates i will not lie i am going on dates with a couple of different guys and this other thing i encourage you women please go on dates enjoy dates enjoy some free dinners <laughs> you know sometimes it's needed enjoy some free dinners open yourself up to seeing other people and sometimes some of these dates you make great friends yeah. you know some of the that's what i've learned from going out on dates sometimes yeah, some of the some, when you go to some of these people some on dates, you actually make friends. You guys estimated, okay, we can't be a couple, but we actually make good friends. So I'm going on a couple of dates. I don't I'm not dating, but none of them want to make me their girlfriend. 
and it's just so slow right now so i don't have a boyfriend uh pray for me guys can you i want a boyfriend a very sweet one with the great with are you looking for like to settle down or just to like see someone and then see how it goes? I mean, you're 25. I will, I will not say I'm not looking to settle down because I'll say I'm looking to settle down. And then the next thing I am on my hot girl summer attitude, you know, <laughs> but I am, I am open to it. I'm open to it. And settling down for me does not mean I'm going to stop everything I'm doing. It just means that I'm going to, now I'm going to have something consistent. I'm going to have a boyfriend and have someone to build something with. So that's what settling down for, to me means. Yes. And no children right now. Even if I get a boyfriend now, oh, honey, you are still going to eat. We're not going to have children. But I, I, I do want a boyfriend. I am tired of one night stands. I your story. Yeah. Oh, girl. <laughs> I'm tired of I am tired of introducing myself. Tell them watch this watch this podcast in your I'm tired of explaining. I'm tired. You know, one of my girl actually I saw this in one of my girlfriends um stories. She was like, I'm actually just tired of getting of introducing myself and getting to know someone. I'm really tired. Like, it's the truth. I'm tired. Hi, I'm Lisa Khalahari. I'm from South Africa. I'm an entertainment journalist. I'm an MC. I'm a magazine editor. Um, I've worked in hotels too. So I'm a hotelier slash hospitality leader. I am, I have friends. I can cook. I dress nice. I go to the gym. <laughs> like, it's tiring. I mean, it used to be fun when we were starting, right? Like, yeah, I used to be fine. Yo, it is fine. But not anymore. The, the older you get, the less interesting it gets. Yeah, you, we are talking about religion. Who are you dating? I am not dating anyone. I'm the host here, not you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not dating anyone. I, I have no time. Honestly, like, okay. Mina, you know what? Mina, that's the funny part. I have time now. But I'm not dating anyone. <laughs> How's the COVID there, by the way? Like the restrictions are there? Any the restrictions? So there are still res- pretty much a lot of restrictions. You know, bars and restaurants close at eleven. When you go wherever, you have to wear a mask. But in public, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Like if you're outside walking on the street or at a park, you don't have to wear one. But um, if you're gonna go in a setting where there'll be a group of people, you have to wear a mask. But once you like, let's say you get seated and start eating and drinking, you can take off your mask. But if you have to go to the bathroom, you must wear a mask. And <clears throat> I mean, in, in the United States, the numbers are up and down because America has a lot of people. Yeah. There's a lot of people here. And America, as we know, it's it's a business hub. It's a cap it's a capitalist country. So because people have to work and make money somehow, yeah, people can't stop. So I guess um, the health organizations here, they're trying their best to find the best way possible to maneuver this because when America's economy crashes, the rest of the world crashes because a lot of the world, unfortunately, the rest of the world leans on the American dollar. I don't know why, but, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, well... All right. Okay. 
So tell us about your passion. What are you passionate about? I'm still very passionate about the music industry. I love music. I love, love music. But um, I also have other passions. I actually love cooking. Oh, yeah. I am such a great cook. I love cooking. I actually just, I just actually posted um, my first uh, DIY cooking little show. It wasn't a show, but I was making. Brilliant. You should do that because you know, um, yeah. The more content you put, the better. You know. Yeah, so I, I really love cooking, and hence I'm opening a, a, a food production company that I will talk about later. I want to know about, about yeah. the, all your business. <laughs> <laughs> it's hush hush right now because we until it's law until it's fully launched. Um, that's when I'll talk about yeah. it. But right now, I don't want to talk about something that I don't have in hand. But we've started putting out. Um, putting out, um, what you call it, marketing out. So you can follow the page. Oh my God. It's called Ziruapa. Um, That's the name of um, the company. And we're gonna specialize in um, cured meats. Oh, wow. Actually, I, yeah, if, yeah. I tasted, if I tasted some of your cooking. I think I did. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did, but well, that was there wasn't much. But now I like to cook with COVID. I started cooking heavily and making all these cool dishes. I know. I thought, I thought you were making um, uh, mac and cheese at like one a.m. or something. <laughs> I had a craving. I wanted fried chicken, mac and cheese, and cornbread. Sister girl at one a.m. was doing that. Imagine from scratch. Yeah, I was like, how do you have the energy? Frying a chicken, deep frying a chicken at one a.m. I don't. I honestly. It's because I'm hungry and I'm, I'm passionate about food. So I was like, okay, this is a great opportunity to learn how to do something. That was my first time making mac and cheese, making fried chicken. That was my first time doing all of those stuff. So, you know, those yeah, I'm really Those passions, you can actually... What you say? I said those passions, you could actually use it as a stream of income, you know? Like, like this. you're so passionate about this, you started your own company, your own product. Food product. Yeah. And yeah, and it's gonna boom. It's gonna make money. Um, everyone's gonna want the product. <laughs> oh, and um, yeah, let us know what your um, where we can find your all your social media handles. Definitely. So on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Lisaholahari, which is L E S E G O L E H A R I, and then um on Facebook, if you still use Facebook, I have a Facebook page. It's at the real because um believe it or not i had someone um create an account my same name and last name so i couldn't oh and they they pretended to be me oh they pretended to be you yeah oh it's not even someone else and then they they even have the audacity to dm me to be like hey wow we have the same name and last name (laughs) oh my god so yeah on, on facebook it's at it's it's uh, on Facebook. It's in Facebook. It's at the real Lesaho, and then Instagram and Twitter. It's Lesaho Lahari. So that's where you can catch me on social media. Yeah. And um, I'm on TikTok, but I don't post. So that's I ha- fine. I have TikTok, but I don't have a post yet. I'm planning to post more TikTok videos because the organic reach there is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than Instagram. So yeah, TikTok. 
I'll, I'll try it. I, I'm struggling with it. It's just too much I don't work. Know how to use it? Um, I don't need to. I'm like, how do you use it? And then I tried once. I won't lie. I tried once, and then it's it's not user friendly. Honestly, TikTok is not user friendly. It, it's for generate. It's for it's for the Generation Z. Anyone from born from 2000 upward, it's for them. It's kind of like Me. Photoshop and Instagram had a baby, right? <laughs> I've never used Photoshop. Exactly that. And Instagram didn't want to miss out, so they created Reels. <laughs> I know. All right. And it's user friendly. Reels user friendly though. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I don't really use like a lot of stories or like live, but I guess I should start doing that now. Anyway, yeah. thank you so much for your time. I'm so happy. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy. It's great when friends work together. I know. <laughs> thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I'm going to sleep. <laughs> thank you. I love you too, babe. Bye. 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 Bye.